I was at Chick-fil-A once, <laughs> which, you know, happens a lot. <laughs> and I was at Chick-fil-A and I was eating my chicken sandwich. You know, he knows this, all of them by name, like all the employees. They also have name tags, so it kind of gives it away. <laughs> they, help. They, help. they know me by name. Uh, they know you. Yeah, but there's this kid and he just, he just kept staring at me. <laughs> And I don't know if it was like because I had my hair combed a certain way or something, but he just he would not stop staring at me. The kid goes like, "Are you Captain America?" You know, and he asked me that, and uh, you know, um, did you, you didn't say yes, did you? <laughs> well, I thought about being well, yes, good citizen. I am, but... <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to Balancing Life with the Browns. I'm Brent Brown. And I'm Janine Brown. We have been married almost 13 years and have a wonderful marriage. We are excited about life, love learning, growing and sharing with others what we have learned. Our purpose is to encourage and equip you to fulfill your purpose, live a balanced life, be intentional leaders that live with passion, resolve, have strong homes and marriages, and fulfill your potential. We want to join you on your journey, walk with you by sharing our faith stories and others' faith stories to help you face your fears and accomplish your dreams. We're so excited to get started, so get ready. This is Balancing Life with the Browns. So hey everybody, welcome to Balancing Life with the Browns. We're so excited to have you once again. We are now in officially in the springtime and great things are happening. We are here online with a wonderful couple, new friends to us, Josh and Rebecca or Becca Fritchie. We're so happy to have them with us today and we're going to have a great time talking with them. Welcome guys. Thank you. We are so grateful to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for inviting us on. Yes, You're sir. You're welcome. We love it. We're so excited you guys could um, jump on with us and share some of your life. So um, you want to go ahead and start out? Yeah. So I, I mentioned spring because I'm looking in the background there where you guys are sitting and it's just it's beautiful and it's, it's nice. So where you guys are uh, in North Carolina, is that correct? We're in Mayberry. If you've ever seen the Andy Griffith show. Really? Small little Mayberry. Yes. it's pretty beautiful i did not realize there was an actual town called mayberry oh absolutely well it's 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 called mount airy but it's it's where they filmed the show Mm -hmm. so people refer to it as mayberry too yeah and down the road is uh it's pilot mountain in the show they call it mount pilot but it's it's a real place (laughs) it is that is really fun that's why you guys are so fun and had us laughing already before we started recording (laughs) That's why. That's why. That's all. Uh, it just soaks India. So. so tell me, guys, how long have you been married? It will be two years in June, actually. So yeah, not even two years. Josh, right. what's the date? 6 2021 would be good. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, memorize. That's wonderful. Well, as you know, we, we do a lot of stuff with our young marrieds here. So, um, Though you guys are are uh, not as young as some of our young marrieds, you are newly young married. So we're glad to hear that. But yeah. you're not old. Tell us your ages. I am 30 and still young. Yes, <laughs> I'm 27 and also still young. Yes. So. Very good. Yes, you guys are definitely young because we're young and we're older than you. 
Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, since you guys have been married, you guys have accomplished a lot. Like, I love it. You've been telling me, Becca, um, things that has gone on in your life and um, the things you've already accomplished. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, and there's been a lot of changes, though recently in the last two years. So why don't you tell us a little bit more um, of what that looks like when you were transitioning into marriage with everything you guys were doing before marriage? Well, I'll, I'll start because for me, um, so we actually, this is a really cool story. Um, God told me I was going to meet my husband. Like he actually told me you're about to meet him at a youth camp. And I was working as like dorm mom. <laughs> And I was like praying at a youth camp and God spoke and he said, you're about to meet him. And so Josh lived here in North Carolina and I'm from Yorktown, Virginia, like five hours away, hadn't met him um, at all. in any of our circles, like nothing crossed. Mm -hmm. And we literally like the, that was in like June or July in August. I met him. Um, at, yes. At uh, a youth workers conference in St. Louis. And we literally met the last five minutes at the altar right after prayer. And he came up and introduced himself to me. And that's a God thing. So we dated long distance. And so for me, transitioning into marriage was also moving to a whole nother state, like leaving my family, leaving my home church, moving to a smaller home missions church, which is totally different. It's actually, it stretches you a lot. <laughs> so I went from being a youth worker to a youth pastor's wife, um, had to learn a new town, got a new job here. So there was a lot of transition, but I think having a really good husband helps. <laughs> he was really supportive and sweet and um, he pays attention to my needs. So that always, you know, that's really important. Helped me a lot. Oh, Becca, I love that. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. So you had to move and you started over and I love your story. We have so much in common. I'll have to tell you sometime my story about meeting my husband. Um, sounds very similar. So Josh, why don't you tell us what it was like for you to transition? You didn't move, but you know, you got married and um, what were you doing before Becca came along? Uh, going to Chick-fil-A yeah, every, <laughs> every night and every night. <laughs> uh, living, living the bachelor life and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, really, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just really happy. Transitioning for me was, was a great thing. I, you know, I grew up, uh, it's really a part of my testimony, but I grew up really wanting to be in a relationship. And so it was something that I had to, I had to crucify a lot and give to God. And uh, I'm just really thankful because he brought the right person into my life at the right time. And so transitioning for me. Away from your family. Away from my, really, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I come from a close-knit family, but I was already in the process of, of pulling away a little bit from that. Um, and so it was, it was, it was expected. It was good. Um, I, you know, I was, I was ready. Just plain That's and simple. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So. It was That's cool. great. I, I love that you guys met at the altar. That mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> that is just amazing. We did. We actually just um, so our listeners know. You know, we we teach our young marrieds, and literally, we just taught last night on building your marriage around the altar. 
Oh, and perfect. it yeah. is um, definitely an important, important thing. And to find your spouse at the altar, we tell young people that who want to be married. Yes. And so we really love that because that is truly where um, I know sometimes we have listeners who are maybe not Christian and they may not understand that. But mm -hmm. what we love is that um, when you put God first, even if you're not sure about who he is, you know, we always tell people you can call us um, you can email us and we can let you know where a good church is. We can help you out to find someone to kind of help explain that. But meeting someone at the altar in your church um, is a place of surrender. And that's so awesome yeah. that you guys were able to start your whole married life that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was quite the adventure. Very quick, too. So, yeah, yeah. we met in August and we got married in, in June and I proposed in February. So it was just boom, boom, boom. But when you know it's the will of God. Yeah. Then you have peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got, <laughs> we got married in five months. We were a little older than you, I think. Okay. But. Well, maybe, maybe then. Uh, <laughs> not as not as that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome though. We love that. It's really good. Yeah. Like you said, when you know, you know, when you know it's God's will. Yeah. Run so we're going to veer off a little bit because you kind of opened up a question for me. So mm -hmm. did you both grow up in church? Um, do you want to go first? Or? You go. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in church. My dad is a, he's a children's evangelist. So uh, I got to travel around with him a whole lot and, and do that kind of stuff with, with my family. It's part of the reason why we're so close knit. It's because we had eight hour long road trips where <laughs> <laughs> argued in the back seat. And uh, <laughs> so kids ministry, we, we used puppets sometimes and uh, we would be driving by people and you know, pop the puppet up and say hi. <laughs> Just stuff like that. A little creepy, but also fun. So I grew up in a, uh, yeah, a, go a godly family, great mom and dad. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they really loved God. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I grew up in church. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a um, Trinitarian church, actually. And my yeah. grandfather was the pastor. Mm -hmm. So family that was really involved in church. But um, when I was around 19, um, I had to make a decision because I started to hear about, you know, oneness, one God, and I was baptized in Jesus name, you know, filled with the Holy ghost. And it was awesome. And I had to, I had to choose and I don't regret it at all. <laughs> it can be a tough decision to make, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's worth it every time to be on the perfect will of God and to chase that. Yeah. And I've been chasing the Holy ghost ever since. Amen. That's so awesome, Becca. I love that because, you know, when you read in the Old Testament, Abraham was asked to separate from his brethren, from all his family, mm -hmm. and um, he was blessed because of it. He followed after God. So um, that, that is absolutely amazing. We love to hear that. So Josh, you, so you grew up, did you grow up there at the church you're at now? No, uh, I grew up at um, uh, the Temple of Pentecost. Uh, Brother Wayne Huntley's church in Raleigh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we went there for a long time and, and my parents were very involved in the Sunday school ministry as well uh, mm -hmm. before we started doing kids ministry uh, abroad and whatnot. And I think it was around 2010, 2011, we came to Mount Airy and my parents started to, uh, they, they did a kids service here and we just really connected with the pastors in this place, the Delaney's who are Wonderful people mm -hmm. love the Delaney's very much. Yeah. They've just really, they made a big impact on me and my family. 
And uh, there is there is such a connection, and we really felt from God that uh, this this was supposed to be the place where we were at. So we didn't know it at the time, but uh, Pastor Delaney was actually looking for someone to start a daughter work in a town 20, 30 miles south in Elkin. And um, after praying about it, he, he uh, talked with my dad. So dad talked with Pastor Huntley and uh, there's just a lot of confirmation. And so around 2011, 2012, my family decided to move here and I prayed about it and I felt like I needed to move here too. So I went with them. Okay, to, wonderful. To that, yeah. is, that is awesome. So how did you, so you're serving now as the, as the youth pastor, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How did all that come to be? Uh, it, it took, uh, it took a while and it, it took, took a lot of training and, um, the internship. The intern, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's making fun of me because I reference a, uh, experience I had in my life for about three months. I got to go down to, um, Louisiana and work in the Pentecostals of Alexandria oh, as yeah. an intern for three months. And that was really cool. So make fun of me because there's a lot of experiences from there and I share them you know, <laughs> like a lot. Is that right? So you got licensed? Uh, yeah, yeah, more or less. Um, as far as how I became a, a youth, youth pastor, it really started out uh, when I moved to Mount Airy, even though I had a great family and uh, I felt like I was following God. There was some stuff in my life that I needed to work through and uh, and uh, allow God to convict me of. And so my pastor and my youth pastor were a big part of that process. And uh, somewhere along the way, they they decided, you know, we, we want to give him a job here, too. And so they asked me to be a youth worker. And so from about 2013 to 2015, I was a youth worker and I did the internship in Louisiana. I came back. And I was a like youth pastor in training along with a, a couple in our church to be a youth team. Then 2017, after I got licensed, I became the, uh, the youth pastor and I've been so ever since. That's so awesome. yeah, that's, that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> that was really great. So tell me, do you love being a youth pastor? Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's, um, yeah. Kids, kids ministry is fun too. I did that for a while. Uh, but one of the things I really love about youth ministry is connecting with teenagers and being able to pour into their life during a, a really pivotal time. And so those relationships and that mentorship and stuff that, that really stands out to me. My kids ministry side comes out though sometimes because, you know, I like to, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a goofball at times. Josh can do it all though. He yeah. teaches adult Sunday school. He can talk to kids, young adults. He's good yeah. at you can do it all. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so Becca told me that you are passionate about youth ministry. So I kind of wanted to hear what you had to say about it. Um, the youth pastor we have at our church, he is definitely the same way. Like he is one of the kids. Oh, but he's a great leader as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's awesome. I love that. So now, Becca, when you came along, what did that look like when you guys decided you were going to get married? Maybe tell us a little bit about your story of after you met the dating process, like what that looked like when you talked about your dreams and your goals. Did you talk about those things? I think it's always awesome for young people to hear if it's important to talk about, hey, we're getting married. This is what we want. Let's talk about it. <laughs> everything. Okay, <laughs> Especially good, good. 
long distance, but I mean, yeah. we just, we would talk for hours, just, just talk, just open our hearts and be vulnerable and transparent mm-hmm. and just, you know, really talk about yeah. um, each other's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things. Um, the process. So, um, you know, we take dating very seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I actually was, um, came down and to, to visit, um, his pastor <laughs> and <laughs> oh. pastor's wife oh took me, um, him and I out to lunch after one of the services. And so, you know, I'm just getting to know these people here. Am I, I've heard from God, like, you know, this is probably the one God was talking about, you know, and I'm just kind of nervous <laughs> and the, <laughs> pastor Delaney, he sits there, he goes, so, um, you ready to move here? <laughs> um, <laughs> around here and I was like um uh well uh, I think so <laughs> on the spot yep. and um is this thing serious is this a thing guys yeah yeah and um Josh like introduced me to the young people that was a big moment you mm-hmm. know yeah. for the youth group to meet someone new yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was special. And so over time, of course, I had to get to know them and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, definitely we talked about so many things before we got married and he surprised me. I thought he was going to wait a while to propose and it came early and it was awesome. Great. <laughs> it was that is awesome. I love it. And so now you guys have both or are in the process you have, or you're in the process of writing a book. You guys are both authors. So very exciting. Um, I would love to hear Josh first. What what is the book that you're writing? Oh boy. <laughs> um, what, are we supposed to know about that? <laughs> no, yeah, you I can we, can we know details at all? Like yeah, what's it about? Yeah. Who's it I'll for? Try to, I'll try to keep it kind of short because okay. I for a while about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so growing up I really enjoyed reading uh, fiction fantastical fiction um there's a couple series that i i really enjoyed um i don't know if you're familiar with the book series inkheart but that was one thing that really stood out to me and uh so my imagination as a kid was really spurred and going into high school uh, i took a lot of creative writing classes and so there was really a a desire to become a writer because it was something that i I, uh, idealized idolized you know for a while and um probably about three or so years ago, I really felt from God that I needed to write a book kind of like that, fantastical and uh, off the wall creative, but that also shared the message of the gospel. And so my book is called Pencil Dust, and it is about a young man who is uh, seeking to reconcile with his father because he made a mistake in his past. And um, as he's coming home, he uh, he goes up to his father's study, and his father's had this this thing that he's told him never to touch. It's, it's his sketchbook, and so uh, the young man, you know, he's like uh, he can't find his father anyway, and so, uh, anywhere. And so, in an effort to connect with him, he opens up the book and he actually enters into the sketchbook. That's why it's called Pencil Dust. And in there, it's this this fantastical world where you know there's there's tyrants and there's a a rebellion and there's there's magical creatures and whatnot, but Again, it's supposed to creatively portray the gospel. So that's about all I'll say on that as far as it goes. But there's, there's, if I told you too much, there'd be too many spoilers. <laughs> yes. That sounds exciting. I'm, I would love yeah. reading that book. 
Okay. And he's also doing artwork for it. And he's yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah. artist. Um, he's doing like, pencil sketches, which totally goes along with yeah. it. They're beautiful. Thank you. That is amazing. Cool. We can't wait for it to come out. We'll mm -hmm. definitely get it. Yeah. Um, that is really awesome because, um, you know, I have gotten several ideas for books. I am working on a few, but not as far along as I would like to be. Um, as you guys know, I write a blog and my husband, he um, writes music. So we both have that creative side in common. Um, so we're excited about that for you guys. I can't wait to see it. I love to, um, I actually draw with pencil as well. Whoa. So very exciting. We can't wait to see those. Um, and then Becca, we know that the audience does not know this yet unless they know you, but we are so excited for you. You just published your first book. So excited. Called Enough. Yes. Called Enough. Yes. And um, tell us about, you know, that experience of once it was published, what happened? Where you said you've told me a few things that have happened um, recently with God just opening doors for the, that book. And yeah. we're really excited about it because we're going to hopefully be able to use it for one of our uh, life groups. So we're very excited to teach that. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about it, Becca. Well, I started um, basically a year ago, probably in March during the pandemic. And I had the word enough come to my mind. And I tell people I didn't write the book because I've mastered, you know, feeling enough, but it's because I didn't feel enough that I wrote it. And because God really used that, like, hurt and that insecurity to minister to other people and it's amazing because as I started to write like more and more kept coming and you know as more I I researched and prayed and thought about it it's like it just and I didn't want to make it like too long and it takes a long time to write a book as you know probably know Janine like it takes a lot of like focus and like sitting yes. down and writing it and um so I finished it and I I didn't hit the publish button for like two months Scared. That it wasn't enough. Ironically, yes. <laughs> Look at the enemy. So, you know, I was like, I, you know, I, I don't know what people will think. And, um, you know, I had to figure out, I actually sent it to an agent. And I've done this before because I wrote I wrote another book that's not um, published. It's great. It's a great book. It's like a, more of a fiction, kind of like that kind of book. She did a great job. Um, <laughs> but it, <laughs> You know, and I sent it to um, a publisher and I never heard back. And I started to think, you know, um, man, why am I relying on somebody else to publish this thing? You know, because you basically have to create a resume of all the ways that you can self-market. And I was like, well, if I'm doing this, why don't I just self-market? Like, why don't I just put it out there in all the ways I can? And it's just been a big dream like just to see my, a book on a shelf, you know, because I've been a big reader. And so I published it on Amazon and it went out. And I've been amazed, like blown away, just so grateful, so humbled by just the support and love of a community. I really, truly felt loved in like a, just a great way, just to see so many people, like my friends just like post about it or say, hey, I bought it or just like encouragement, you know, it just meant so much to me. So I've just put it out for other um, like churches, pastors, wives. So the I guess superintendent's wife of the Hawaii district messaged me. She said, Hey, I read it. And that was important to me. She said, Hey, I, I read it and 
I feel like I need to use it for my ladies. It wasn't like, oh, I, I saw the cover and it might look okay. She's yes. like, I have read it and I like it. It was enough. And I was like, oh, that's oh, amazing. That's, that's amazing. You never know. You might get asked to Hawaii. In Jesus name. Yes. yes. <laughs> to come talk about your book. You never know. <laughs> But That's I tried to make awesome. it with um, like questions because I'm all about small groups. We love small groups and discussions. I think people can learn from each other. And so if my book can get the conversation rolling, it's awesome. So I'm just, I'm just so grateful for where it's at right now. That's amazing. No, I haven't, I have to be honest. I have not had the chance to read it yet. Janine's been reading it and has read it. I, guess. I, haven't, I haven't read the whole thing oh, yet. Whole I'm working on it. But I, but I do know, I mean, the subject is very, very important. I think yeah. it's great that you wrote that. I mean, I know just from us being in ministry and talking to others in ministry, how important that subject is. The, the enemy definitely likes to beat us up over right. that. And um, we need to, we can push through that and do what God wants us to do. And it's wonderful. I'm excited to read it. Yes. And I've read enough of it that <laughs> I told my pastor's wife um, about it and told her that we would um we would like to do it for a small group yeah. or it, it, we're called um life groups and so they're wanting us to teach one and we've been looking for something to teach on because we already do our young married so we wanted to do something different for the small group night or the life group nights for the life group nights so um those are on Wednesday nights so we're excited about that um that's so exciting so I love it. We've got, you know, just a few more questions for our audience. We just want to tell you, these are wonderful people. Um, they lead worship. Uh, Josh plays guitar. Becca is a high school teacher. They are creating curriculum. She does a girls mentorship program. They love both doing Bible studies. They have a passion for it. Um, Josh works at State Farm. Becca has two degrees. They love to travel. They are both authors and they are, uh, Josh is finishing up a degree and they just do so much. And we would love to know what is it that is the mindset that you guys have, or you've had to learn, um, or you've had to shift to, to be able to balance this life that you guys live together. I've been excited for this question. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think the first thing that Josh always stresses is um, like the order of things, like the value of things. You say God and then? A family. Family. Yeah. And then ministry. And then ministry. And work. And work. Yeah. So when we put those things in the right order, everything's going to fall into place. Sometimes people get ministry and God. Uh, mixed up. Mm -hmm. I know that was a struggle for me. And so uh, you have to remember that uh, doing something for God is not the same as being with God. Being with God is incredibly important. But before you minister to other people or the young people or that kind of thing, your first ministry is always your family. And it's always in your family. It's your marriage. When, mm -hmm. when we have kids, my, my priority at the end of the day, it's still going to be my wife. Like I, yeah, my kids are important. They're going to be more important than the ministry, but that's, that's the order of things. So, and I think some people, they lack a relationship with God because they're so busy. I think we've all been there too. You're so busy giving to other people that you don't take time to like 
read the word or pray like you should, or like tap into God. And you cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't. That's where burnout happens. So I think Josh has been a great leader in this way in our home, because we take the, in the evenings, we'll take, I mean, it doesn't have to be an hour. It can be 20 minutes where we pray together and we experience really great moves of God just praying together in our living room where God comes down. We've had tongues and interpretation, um, like even when we were dating, just praying together, just crazy stuff that I was like, wow. But we, we hear from God and that gives us direction about decisions we're making. But if we didn't have that time together and that like spiritual time, I mean, and just time like separately connecting with God, like our marriage would not be as strong. And um, so we just went, did you have something to add? Yeah, I was, well, when we, when we first started dating, obviously God spoke to her and, um, and I was asking God for different signs because I felt strongly like it was his will, but I've also learned not, not just to trust my feelings, you know? Yeah. And uh, one time God spoke to us both through a tongues and interpretation. And uh, he said, as long as you're drawing close to me, you'll be close to one another. But it's true. if you're not, when, when you don't spend time with me, you're going to find that you're, you're pulling apart because I'm, I am what knits you together. I'm what brings you close. And so uh, that's, that's something that I've seen. Like, you know, when we, when we have arguments or fights, which we do, <laughs> everybody does. Um, I can usually trace it back to maybe I haven't prayed or, my wife, you know, she prays all the time, but <laughs> maybe I haven't prayed or something and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hangry and I let my flesh get the better of me and, that kind of thing. you know, so it's just pray, prayer is important. So that's the first thing I would also say, um, I can't wait to talk about this. We just did a, like a marriage elective at our um, church and they were talking about, especially with busy couples and, and like busyness and how to balance life. You need three types of meetings in your marriage. You need um, like, especially like us when youth pastoring a ministry, um, you need your, your business meeting where you sit down and you say, Hey, we need to plan out some dates. We need to plan some curriculum. We need to, or just even your own calendar. Like, Hey, we need to, plan time to go see family. Like that's important, like to plan out your calendar. Um, and it can't just be those kinds of meetings, but that's important. We have a Google calendar that we put things into and we both see it. We, we have an agenda, um, making time for each other. We also are really big about making time for like friends and intentionally putting those in there and leaving blank spaces on the calendar. So blank days are important. Making time for family is important. Um, the second type of meeting is the spiritual meeting. So you have to connect together with God. And the third type is the date day or the date night. And you have to have fun together. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. we try to plan at least one day per month or it's just date day. And we just have fun and we do something different like tactical laser tag or axe throwing or VR, just something different to like shake it up. So mm -hmm. the three types of things, and we really um, try to include all, all three of those. And I think that's what's really helped us to have that balance of those types of things. That's so awesome. Wow. You guys are, you, you guys are, we're going to be good friends. I just enjoy yes. that. Oh, cool. awesome. same wavelength on so many things that I'm just yeah. over here just just smiling big as day because <laughs> we we definitely have a lot in common mm -hmm. so <laughs> uh, we were actually going to ask you about non-negotiables 
Um, but you kind of answered it all in the same question. So that's, that's good. That's perfect. That's um, it was wonderful. Um, so Becca and Josh, what are obstacles you've had to overcome in trying to balance your life and marriage together with all that you do? You guys have a lot going on. You're very involved, not only at church, but work and your personal projects. Um, we just talked a lot about that on our last podcast, but what would you guys say that you have had that for obstacles you had to overcome? Uh, well, <laughs> one thing that I did not realize till after I got married was that sometimes I have trouble setting boundaries. Um, I am a giver. He's just a giver. Yeah. Just... I, I, you know, and I, I also like spending time with people yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like being alone. And so yeah. before we got married, how that manifested often, partially because, you know, I didn't want to be alone partially because it's like, Oh, I'm building the kingdom of God. But like, I try to have something going on every single weeknight, like uh, teach a Bible study or spend time with somebody or, you know, go to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> got to pencil that in. So, but um, getting married, I knew that you were supposed to set aside time for your family and have a specific day. But what I thought is time for my family was, was very different than what my wife thought. And so, you know, it's like uh, one day we're good. I, I was like, like hey, you know, we no. got maybe one, maybe two family days. Uh, no. We're good. We'll just fill the calendar with things. And, you know, uh, Becca's also an introvert. And so, I'm very, I'm the, I'm the extra extrovert. <laughs> I love people. I love to spend time with people and I get recharged by it. She, she, uh, when she's around people for too long, um, she's like, like your iPhone, you know, it's like 5%, you know, really. So and after I've like taught all day, like taught kids and like, she's working full time too. It's so that's not hard. It's just, know. I don't know. It's long. And then like youth events yeah. by, you know, 1130 you're like okay we gotta go and then he's like wanting to talk yeah. that that was definitely an issue learning like that balance like sometimes <laughs> sometimes we'll just yeah. drive separate vehicles just because At i just need church. to go home yeah <laughs> and, and he and i usually give people rides home he needs and to stuff. talk and give rides and like that's just our differences and i will i will burn out if i um have my schedule too full so yeah that was one of the big obstacles was uh, it actually, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a happier person now that I have more boundaries in place and, um, I can see, uh, patterns in people's lives a little bit more who maybe I had been giving to and, uh, and stuff like that. And so it's, it's been very healthy for me to establish those boundaries and stuff. Uh, so it's, it's definitely been an improvement and uh, I'm a happier man. Happier yeah. Man. But yeah, that was one <laughs> obstacle that had to be overcome. I'm, my wife might have one too. I, uh, I think that was the main thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, if I can just throw out a few more things that we do that just helps us in general, we, um, we started doing this like meal kit thing called every plate. It's like the <laughs> cheap version of HelloFresh. And it's been amazing because it all shows up at the door. I'm yeah. like, okay, which one do you want to do tonight? So I can have my like organization without being stressed out. That has helped a lot. Yeah. And we use like Dave Ramsey's every dollar for like finances. And it's like, I know everything is, it's all in its place. I just love everything being in its place. So those kinds of little Definitely things. Definitely like the nerd and he's the free spirit. If you're talking Dave Ramsey lingo, yeah. right? 
I mean, I like, I, I actually like using it too. Uh, I can, I can make a budget. He can it's, make one. It's, it's just sticking to sticking it, to the but budget, it's harder you know? for him. <laughs> well, sir. <laughs> So in our, in our marriage, um, I'm definitely, which is kind of funny. I think we've both, we've both changed a lot over the years, but mm -hmm. in the very beginning, I was the nerd. He was the free spirit, which is weird because when I was younger, I was definitely the free spirit. Um, so just, you know, different times and growth and different things in our lives. Um, but now Brent does do the budget and that's exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> because I loved doing it because I love numbers, but at the same time, I felt the weight of it. And, um, and our pastor talks a lot about that. So he, he took over the money. He loves doing it. And I had to let go and say, okay, I trust you. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a give and take, but actually we really work very well with the uh, budget now. Um, but it did take some time to begin with. So we totally get that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it, it is a lot, um, like you talked about order earlier. We talk about that all the time and that order does really help to bring peace into your home. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. When yeah. you see a, a marriage or a home that's out of order, all of life is out of whack, you know, it's, and it's, it's, um, especially important in ministry when you're ministering to others, that your life is in order, that your, that your own disciplines are in place because, like you said, um, when you're constantly giving, you have to replenish. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, uh, this very week, I was this last week, rather, I was very, very busy. Um, this, my season, this is the season for my work that I get really start getting really busy. So I just really had not had the en enough time to properly connect with God. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> that was bothering me because we have a lot going on where we, you know, we're teaching the young Marys, we're ministering at church, we're doing this podcast and, um, so many things I'm trying to, we're trying to create things and that creative ability really only comes from one place. Um, and so I, I told her and, and she already knew cause she just, she knows me so well. Um, but on Saturday I was just feeling so stressed. I'm like, man, we have podcasts that we have to record this weekend. We have young marrieds that we need to come we knew kind of what we were going to teach about but well we just, knew what we were teaching about we had an outline but yeah. we needed to go over it together but yeah it just wasn't together and <laughs> at least in my mind it wasn't together and all these things I was feeling so overloaded and so she went to get ready and I went outside the sun was shining and I just pulled a chair out there with my bible and I just had a wonderful time just talking to the lord and just reconnecting and getting really filled up so um, those are those are powerful moments that and that all that did was put me right back in order where I needed to be right and um, kind of realigned everything in life so it's important and even you know uh, just as an example about us trying to balance you know everything we have going on yesterday we had um, our young marrieds so we had our church service we had to come home and finish some things and then we had our young marrieds and at one point, right before we left, he's like, let's just play some music. Let's just sing for a minute. And as immediately, as soon as he started strumming the, the guitar, the presence of God moved into this room and we, we both started singing and, and, you know, just worshiping and, and it just brought us right back to where we need it. Because, you know, in those busy seasons, you can really, like you said, you can get burnout, but you have to have that balance of saying, okay, 
I feel myself, you know, even though I'm doing what I'm supposed to, even though I'm reading every day, I'm praying every day, um, I'm having that time with God. Sometimes, you know, you know, you haven't gone deep enough or you haven't spent enough time. Here's that word again, enough. And, um, and so we, not that we're not enough in God's eyes, but that we hadn't spent enough time. And so we, um, we know when we're starting to kind of veer from that. And that is part of balancing is bringing it back and saying, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. So um, you guys have anything else you want to share with us? Any good news? Anything exciting? We're building a house. <laughs> Very excited about that. Very exciting. Yeah. So where yeah. are you guys uh, building it? Is it like on land or is it in a neighborhood? Yeah, yeah it's we, in a neighborhood. we got a plot of land actually. Uh, it's near where our pastor lives. So it is. we're it right all, right happened. down the road from them. But it's, uh, it's a nice little lot. And it's, it's such a, a beautiful, peaceful little neighborhood. Yeah, peaceful little neighborhood. And so. there's room enough for babies. Yes, yes, lots of babies. Oh, that's, gosh. That's lots point. of babies. Okay, wait, now I have to know. Yeah. Yeah. How many do you want, Josh? And how many do you want, Becca? Did you guys agree on a number? You said three. I think three Did or I four. See, I, think you, I think you heard 30, right? No. Yeah. Three or four. <laughs> 30? No, three. Just just probably, probably three. It's taken me a long time to even, like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> because it's such a life-changing moment and I know it and I I'm it's gonna be soon but not quite not quite yet yeah. <laughs> okay all in God's timing right yeah yeah Just give it a year or two and then that's right very cool yeah well we are so glad you guys jumped on um tell us where can we check out your book enough Ah, if you go on Amazon and you type in my name, Rebecca Fritchie, it will pop up. It's bright yellow um, for sale in Kindle and paperback. Awesome. And then Josh, when can we look forward to the release of your book? Pencil uh, Death? Well, it probably, my plan is to have it done before October because there's this festival here in town um, every year called the Autumn Leaves Festival. It's amazing. It's huge. There's like 200,000 people in town for this thing. And this is a town of 10,000 people. So it just, it just swells. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have been a vendor there before. I've sold paintings. And what our plan is this year is to get a booth. And I'm going to sell my paintings. My brother does woodworking. So he'll do some of his, He's amazing. his stuff. And then uh, we also want to have our books for sale there. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's okay. it's the plan by October. I've got to get it edited and get all these drawings done though. And it's it's taken longer than I thought. So I did finish the rough draft though. <laughs> Which is awesome, a awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of pages, a lot of words. That's so great. Becca, did you say that you call him your Captain America? <laughs> oh, I, <What? laughs> well, yeah. I think I had that come from. I need to know. You want to tell him? Cause you always were like you felt like you looked like captain america maybe the good guy i don't know maybe, maybe like before the the steroids or something oh yeah no, um <laughs> i think uh the reason why uh that was the case was because i was at chick-fil-a once which you know happens a lot and yeah. I was at Chick-fil-A and I was eating my chicken sandwich. You know, he knows this, all of them by name, like all the employees. They also have name tags. So it kind of gives it away. <laughs> they, 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 they know me by name. <laughs> they know you. Yeah, but there's this kid and he just, he just kept staring at me. <laughs> and I don't know if it was like, because I had my hair combed a certain way or something, but he just, he would not stop staring at me. And so 
like I went up and I said hi to the parents or stuff. Just like, hey, God bless you guys, you know, <laughs> praying for you or something like that, you know. And uh, the kid goes like, are you Captain America? You know, and he asked me that. And, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> you didn't say yes, did you? Well, I thought about being, well, yes, good citizen. I, am, <laughs> I told that about it later and she was like, oh, well, yeah. I, yeah. I think she was just trying to, you know, make me feel good. But <laughs> we, were, we were talking, you know, and she was like, oh, yeah, you look like Captain America. Uh, and I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably where that came from. <laughs> oh, we love that. That's awesome. I just, I saw it on your page and I was like, okay, I have to know the story. He just, you love Captain. He's the good guy too. Oh uh, yeah, I like, like the American. good American citizen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. There you have it, folks. There's the behind the, the scenes story of Captain America. That's right. The real deal. That's right. Josh and Becca. Thank you, Josh and Becca. We are so excited um, that you all were on here today. And like we said, you can check that out on Amazon in Kindle and paperback. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And it's Rebecca Fritchie. And it's called Enough. And then we're looking forward to Josh Fritchie and his book, Pencil Dust. So join us next week. And remember, faith takes balance and balance takes faith. And you can live a balanced life. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today with Balancing Life with the Browns. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And if you would do us a favor, please take a picture of this podcast and share it to social media so others can join us in balancing life with the Browns. Um, so Brent, you want to ask them the next yes. question there? Yeah, I We'll edit this part. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>